There's plenty of bad news out there. How about some good news? The book of Proverbs says that good news from a far country is like cold waters to a thirsty soul. I'm glad you're listening, because I do have good news. It's from a far country, so get out a tall glass. My name is Dean Kirshner, and I'm part of the Ministry of Gospel Link. As you can tell by the name, Gospel Link is centered on the good news of Jesus Christ, who He is, what He has done, and what He is doing today. When Jesus said that He had found an Israelite in whom there is no guile, that must have been good news. I mean, good people aren't easy to find. From one perspective, I might say that good people are impossible to find because there are none. Haha, <laughs> but the good news is that God regenerates people and makes them good enough to be partakers of his inheritance. I wonder what Nathaniel's youth was like. What influences interacted with Nathaniel when he was a boy to lead him to be upright and guileless and eventually to be chosen to follow Jesus? Oh, some things I'm looking forward to learning in eternity when I meet people like Nathaniel. In the meantime, I want to introduce you to another person whom I think Guile rarely frequents. I met her about five years ago on the other side of the Atlantic. I met her in what used to be the Soviet Union, but she isn't from there. Her name is Linny, Dr. Linny. I was brought up in a Christian family. I have uh, a sister. She's one year younger to me and a brother who is seven years younger to me. And we also have an adopted sister. She's like uh, six, 17 years younger to me. My parents, they, they, uh, they had this orphanage uh, ministry where we have kids mainly from uh, the Red Street areas. Their kids are just on the street and there's nobody to take care of them. So uh, my parents, uh, they, uh, they used to go and take those kids, and I happened to grow with all these kids. If you can't tell by the accent, Lenny is from India. Her parents still, today, have an orphanage ministry in a well-known city there. If I name that city, you would recognize it. But India is becoming increasingly hostile to Christian ministry, so we will keep the city of Linny's childhood off the airways. I am of the firm conviction that knowledge alone about God and about the Bible is not enough to compel a person to actually serve God. I went to a private Christian school where many people passed Bible class with an A, but those same people are not serving God today. The people I see loving God and serving our Lord have had an encounter with God. They know God as real and personal. They know Him more than just as an answer on an exam. 
I know Nathaniel had an encounter with God. And today's episode is part one of Lenny's story, an Indian doctor, her preparation to serve God. I studied in a convent school, which was Catholic school. In India, the convent schools, they have, they have good education. The education system was good, and uh, all the other schools are uh, Hindu schools. There was only this Christian school that was around us. So uh, while I was in my school, uh, every day we used to have uh, a religious period where they, they asked all the Christian students to go to chapel, and uh, they asked us to pray. So in the chapel, uh, there was this uh, the statue of Mother Mary, Jesus, and there was this cross. So when I saw, you know, after looking all, all the other people in the chapel, um, even I did the same thing. I used to kneel down and bow down in front of that statue, and just like others prayed, I prayed. But then, when I was seven years of age, my mom, she asked me to uh, study the Ten Commandments. So, uh, the first commandment uh, that I studied, I was, I was, I was so confused uh, because it said, you shall not have any other gods before me. You shall not make an idol in the form of anything in heavens above, earth beneath, or waters below. And you shall not bow down to it. So, uh, I, I was I was so much confused, and I went and I asked my mom, Mom, what is this all about? Uh, we, so we should, shouldn't we, uh, so God does not like us bowing down to an idol, is it? So my mom was like, yes, God hates idolatry. Uh, he, he does not like that. Uh, we serve a living God, and our Lord Jesus is our Savior. And that day she shared, me, shared the gospel to me, and but then I ended up crying. I was like, Mom, every day in, in my school, I go and I bow down in front of the idol of, uh, you know, Mary and Jesus. They ask us to do that. And I did that. And uh, then my mom was like, you did it because you didn't know the truth. But uh, if, if you think that it was wrong, you just have to go to your room, pray and ask God to forgive you. So that day night, uh, I I felt so bad. I went inside my room. I just locked the door, and I just prayed. And I I was like, Lord, I'm so sorry that, uh, you know, I went and I bowed down and I, uh, you know, and I prayed to those idols. But today I know that my God is living. As long as I live, uh, as long as I live, I will live for You alone, and I will never ever bow down to any idols anymore i know that you alone are my god and and i don't know but that day i was so much convicted i was just seven years of age but i felt that you know i i sinned and i did things you know i did wrong things and i was just crying and asking god to forgive me and i asked jesus christ to come into my life and to be my lord and savior that's how Uh, I received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I hope that your heart loves the Lord enough to rejoice when you hear the story of how a little girl in India realizes she has sinned and cries out to Jesus to forgive her. That's good news from a far country. But our shepherd promises to fill our cup to overflowing. Salvation is just the beginning. 
He fills our cup with his spirit and takes us through trials and dangers which reveal what a deliverer he actually is. Lenny experienced his protection and power when she was still a little girl, early in her walk with Jesus. My father, he is like, uh, like a missionary to the northern part of India. So he goes to the northern part of India often, uh, you know, for mission trips. In the place where uh, I grew up, uh, the orphanage, uh, where the orphanage is located, it's surrounded by, uh, it's surrounded by temples. And uh, when we went uh, there, the people, the villages, they just wanted us to leave the place. These people, the villages, they just, they just hated us because they say that uh, when we pray uh, during Sunday service and all, when we pray uh, in the campus, uh, their so-called gods, they don't stay in the temple. They claim that their gods, they run away from the temple because of us and uh, because of we praying to some other god in that land. There were a lot of uh, times when they tried to kill our family. And uh, once uh, myself and my dad, uh, you know, I, we were coming back from school. Uh, so there's this political, uh, political uh, group called Shiv Sena. So this is like a, a Hindu political party and they are totally against uh, Christianity. So while my, myself and dad, uh, while we were coming back from school, uh, one day uh, this man, uh, the leader of this political party, along with, uh, along with some other men, they, they just stopped a car in the middle of the ro road and, uh, you know, they, they grabbed my dad, you know, by his shirt and they, they warned him and they told him that, uh, you just have to leave this place. If you do not leave this place, uh, I will just uh, cut your legs and tie it around your neck. My dad, he said, he just told him one thing, that, uh, brother, uh, you, can, you can kill me. Uh, my dad's name is Johnson. So he was like, he just told him that you can kill me today, but if you kill me today, my God is able to bring 10 other Johnson to this place uh, to share uh, the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, since I was sitting beside uh, the, these men, they just they just left my dad and they just went. And do you know what happened? Uh, we, uh, we came back home and we were just praying, praying about it. So what happened? By evening, uh, this man, uh, you know, who had actually uh, took hold of my dad and told that I'm going to chop your legs and tie it around your neck, you know what happened this man uh, while going back he met with accident and then he got admitted to hospital and the doctors had to ampute his leg and while lying on the hospital uh, you know uh, that day evening we receive a call from this man and uh, you know he told his um, personal assistant somebody to call my dad and he asked my dad to go to hospital so uh, my dad went, so he was lying there, and my dad, he shared the gospel, and he received the Lord, he prayed, and he came back. And after that, uh, you know, the people uh, the people in that village, they, they were really scared. They didn't bother us much. And there are, there are a lot of things, actually, what God, how God worked for us. Uh, 
for and for our family in that place um, because um, because it was Lord who asked my parents to go to that region and uh, and it is purely God's grace that uh, that sustained us and we are still alive there was this time when uh, there was this gang group of people who came with knives and uh, iron rods and chains uh, to kill a family so as they were knocking the door uh, all that my parents uh, what they did was they just went on their knees and both of them were praying for god's protection when they came to kill and while they were knocking the knocking our door uh, you know all of a sudden that place it became foggy and uh, it became so foggy that they couldn't see each other and uh, it was uh, it was so cold and so foggy and all of them they got dispersed to different direction and then uh, what happened the man uh, who came to kill who came to one of the man who came to kill us uh, a few years later his dad became very sick and they t- took him to hospital but the hospitals rejected and said that they could not treat and he's going to die and when there was no other hope this man he came to our orphanage and he just asked my parents uh, to pray for him so my parents uh, you know they just they just prayed and um, when he came and asked for prayer my dad he shared the gospel to him he received the lord and uh, and uh, god healed his dad and his dad lived for another i think 15 or 20 years and then this man he became the security guard security of he worked as a security guard for our orphanage and that's when he told that there was a time uh, one day when he came with a group of men to kill us that day night you know all of a sudden the place where they were standing it became so foggy and they were they weren't able to uh, see each other hear each other and uh, and uh, you know all of them they got dispersed in different direction so that day we understood that it that it was it was god who protected us and he preserved our lives so uh, there 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 are a lot of many many incidences uh, you know where uh, we could truly see the hand of god and the power of god uh, you know how he worked for us how he saved our lives and and you know after i received jesus christ as my personal savior every day of my life i just longed and every day i i used to desire and i used to long to go and talk to god every day all that i used to do is uh, evening evening time every evening from uh, like 5 to 6 we have this playing time so i'll play for some time but then i would just go out alone in the campus and i would just look up and i would just share everything to god and every day i used to love talking to god uh, i used to say that yes i know that you know there is a creator and i know that you came into the world uh, you know you took the human form i know that jesus christ you are my savior and i just want to have that that uh, that that intimate uh, relationship i just want to have that friendship with you and uh, whatever i prayed uh, you know if i was in some need before telling to my parents i would always go and pray first and then tell to my parents and god always uh, god always met my needs uh, uh you know in in a very special way every time 
and uh, uh, since childhood uh, i always wanted to serve god but then i learned uh, that uh, my parents they wanted me to become a doctor uh, but i learned that uh, you know if we become missionary doctor we can serve god and uh, and then uh, uh, in the year 2000 2006 uh, i had actually got admission admission in one of a very well known uh, medical university in india called christian medical uh, christian medical college um and i was i was about to go there but uh, i was about to go there on 7th of july 2006 but then on 5th of july 2006 my dad uh, he 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 happened to come across a brochure of tbilisi state medical university so he had actually went to my native that is in kerala to arrange finance for my admission so on 5th of july 2006 my dad he calls me and he was like see i found something uh, you know um, study medicine in tbilisi state medical university are you interested to go uh, so i was like uh, i was like yeah i am i don't know but i just said yes i'm willing to go and uh, and that's how that night everything changed and finally in the year 2006 uh november 3rd 2006 i end up coming to georgia but when i came to georgia uh everything was uh everything was so different uh than what i expected and it was for the first time that i got uh, separated from my family until then you know i was so much dependent on my family on my parents but when i came here uh the agencies they promised us to give uh you know they promised that there'll be hostel there'll be uh you know there'll be mess and they will they will take care of everything but when we came there was neither hostel nor mess but we were placed in a refugee building and it was it was it was so bad until now my parents do not know about about that life uh so when i came so there were refugees from uh from different nations from russia from all the islamic country and uh you know there was we were four girls uh you know uh, who came from india that year but in this refugee building the medical stu- the students those who studied in tbilisi state medical university they used to stay here and they placed us in this building when we came so uh, so it was like we had one a very small room and we four girls we we stayed in that room and we did not have we had common toilet washroom for boys and girls and the washroom was without lock there was no lock um then there was no hot water oh it was it was so dirty and uh, there were there were no room heaters Oh, it was it was so terrible and uh, but then uh, uh, there were some uh, post during those time we used to have post graduation in our medical university so there were some students from from pakistan from afghanistan uh, so these you know and they there was this islamic group so uh, the first week the first week uh, 
of my life in Georgia. I think it was second or third day. Uh, we got information from the senior students that there is a meeting, uh, and it is obligatory for every student. We should go and attend. So I thought maybe it was some university meeting. But when I went to the meeting, the in this in that hall there were like about eighty to eighty-five people, eighty-five students, and. You know this Islamic group, these people, they were actually showing presentations to prove that Allah is God, and there were a lot of lot of students who were getting convinced, and so many of them getting were getting converted to Islam, and there were this this Christians, uh, none of them, they dared to open their mouth and say that it was wrong, but when I heard. Uh, I don't know. I couldn't resist, and I do not know from where uh, I got that boldness and courage. But I just stood, and I, I said, "I have something to say." And then they were like, "What do you want to say?" So I said, uh, "I said I know that all of you are my seniors, and I do respect. I have respect for all of you, but what, what you showed and what you say, I do not respect because what you said is wrong." And uh, And my uh, my batchmates, the students also, they were like, "Lini, don't do this because they are seniors and they." Are, but I don't know. But I just felt like, you know, that people were getting deceived, and I just stood and I said, "You know, I God gave me the boldness and courage to share the gospel among them." And they started asking lot of questions one after the other, but God was so faithful. The Holy Spirit was reminding me of every verse from the Scripture. and i could i could give the answer to all of their questions from the scripture and finally they did not they did not have any questions and they said the meeting is dispersed and do you know what uh, until today in 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 our campus in a, around a campus around a university area this kind of meeting has never taken place If you have had a Christian family like Lenny had, then the Lord has prepared you to serve Him and stand for Him. No one's family is perfect, but parents who walk with God prepare their children to serve Him. Oh, maybe God has not supernaturally sent a fog upon people who are trying to break into your house and kill you, but you have heard the scriptures and you know the truth about creation and destiny and sin. You have a spiritual foundation. As I listened to Lenny share, however, I realized that she was also prepared to serve the Lord because of her own personal time with God's Spirit, through seeking the Lord, being hungry for His Word, and open to His Spirit. She was able to endure hardness and to confront spiritual enemies because her own soul was grounded in fellowship with Him. She sought out others who wanted to pray and worship. We'll hear more about that in the next episode, where Lenny will share more about what God is doing in her life today. As always, you can see Lenny's photo at the website cupofgoodnews.org. Cupofgoodnews.org. There's more of her story to come. And I think God must love using His servants from faraway countries to bring us good news of His working. The next episode will be released in ten days, 
subscribe so you can get a notification. Oh, and bring a cup with you.